One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on episode 44. And, um, I mean, it's two fours. Nothing special about the number. I don't know why I keep trying to think of something for it. But we are now eight episodes away from our one-year anniversary on the podcast. You know when you, uh, you feel like you've forgotten something? Mm-hmm. But you can't think of what it is, and so you're just like, ah, it can't be anything. And it always turns out to be something. <laughs> something very important, oftentimes, yes. in my case. I'm checking, like, I am recording my audio. That's basically the only responsibility I have. I still feel like I'm fucking up. <laughs> I've, I've had meetings at work where I'll go in and I'll talk to somebody, and I feel like we cover a lot of topics, and I feel like, okay, there's something I'm forgetting. And then I leave the meeting, and like ten minutes later, I'm like, the most important thing I needed to talk to him about, the whole reason I scheduled this thing, that's what I didn't talk to them about. Yeah. You know, you just walk out of the meeting room after two hours, and you're like, I'm not wearing trousers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If I didn't notice that, somebody else definitely would. Although not these days. Everything below the camera. Exactly. I'm wearing PJs bottoms right now, so... I'm actually, you know, fully dressed even though i don't have to be um but yeah without further ado let's uh get into some topics so we we have a a few um both of mine well one of mine is definitely very short the other one we might be able to go on about and um let's let's start with that one because what we were talking about beforehand blue pointed out to me and i'm surprised i didn't hear about this uh, the U.S. Army YouTube channel, specifically the Go Army YouTube channel, put out a series of... Go Army! Yeah. <laughs> a, ver- a series of very, very cringy animated videos that I guess were meant as recruitment things. Um, they range from just being condescending and kind of, like I said, cringy, to being yeah. just outright insulting. Um and I was getting a kick out of watching these. So basically what they are is they pick a person and they do an animated version of their story. And they go really, really, they, they try to really, really emphasize that, you know, the whole uh, diversity element of this. Yeah, they're, they're all real enlisted men and women, by yeah. the way. They are, yeah. And like I said, the, the I only saw two of them. I saw one that was just like... I honestly had to turn the volume down to stop myself from losing brain cells. Uh, but it, I can't remember what it was. The, the The woman in it, she was talking about how um, she wanted to be popular or cool or something like that, and it was it was yes. like it was teenage drama. And for some reason, that led her to join the army. So the 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 one that Kaiser's talking about, uh, it's a little girl who um, grew up doing violin and ba- ballet. Uh, she had two mothers. One of her mothers got sick once, uh, but then that mother got better, and then her mothers got married. Um, the girl then joined a sorority, and all of the other people in the sorority ended off ended up going off and doing these incredible things like climbing mountains doing other incredible stuff and she was like I want to do something cool I'm going to join the army yeah and so essentially 90% of it had nothing to do with the army and I think 
more th when you tell the story like that, it actually sounds pretty good. And I think one of the things that annoyed me about these ads was the presentation. Because the way you just described that, that's a fairly inspirational story. You know, she wants to make something... Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of one. I mean, she... she... Her friends went and did something cool, so she thought, I'm going to do something cool. What's cool? Army's kind of cool, I guess. Okay, so it's a peer pressure sort of thing. But the one I, the one I yeah, actually... Right. The one I watched was... Um, it was this dude, and he was like in the inner city, and he was like, you know, there was a lot of potential bad influences around him, and he ended up joining ROTC, which is like the young officer kind of training program you can do in a lot of American schools and colleges. And it's I believe he was um, a he didn't used to he he wasn't born in America. Oh, was he it? came over to America, um, and America like took him in, and that's part of why he was he wanted to kind of give back. I think we may be talking about different people. This is that that isn't this guy. I don't. Oh, think. okay. This is the guy who was like, but again, his reason for joining RTC was I didn't want to do gym class. Right. That doesn't <laughs> sound like the same guy, but I don't know. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do gym class, so I did this, but it turned out to be harder than gym class. But it taught me discipline and body, body, blah. blah, blah. And, Right. But it's a presentation. They they do it in this like haphazard, like kind of mildly sarcastic, ironic, eye rolling kind of way. Which I just it. What is that doing in an army recruitment ad? Like mm -hmm. the kind of like lazy millennial nihilist that's going to watch that and join the army. You don't want them in the military. <laughs> Although maybe it'd be good for them. But like. The, the story itself isn't too bad. It was like, he was kind of lazy and drifting and not really wanting to do much, but he just, on a whim, joins this program, and he learns discipline and becomes a stronger and better person for it, and, you know, is inspired by that. That, I actually found... that, But they didn't present it like that. They presented it like, oh, I was lazy, and I just decided to do this, and you know what? It was great! Hmm. And it, it just... <laughs> Maybe I'm being too harsh on these, but they just felt so... Oh, I don't... I can't... Cringe is really... I keep using the word, but it just... It fits them perfectly. Yeah, I feel like cringe and woke go hand in hand these days. Yeah. Uh, and that's essentially what they were aiming for. They were aiming to be very politically correct. And the army's not a politically correct place. No. If you go into boot camp thinking that everyone's going to be nice to you... In fact, actually, I think they have to, by law, be nice to you these days. They've taken so much out of basic training, from what I've heard, that it's not anything like it used to be anymore. It's, you know what, like, shark attacks are? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, three um, drill instructors will get up right up in your face. They'll be, like, not actually hitting you, just screaming in your face. So yeah. that it scares the shit out of you to not do something again, and everyone around you sees your mistake and says, fuck, that, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. I'm not going to make that mistake either. They're gone from the uh, regime. You can't shark attack anymore. That's not a yeah. thing. And I, I can... Uh, oh, sorry, did you have more to that thought? No, 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 you go. So, yeah, that's something that, like, and to, to an outside person, to somebody who isn't, like, you know, in the military, isn't going to go off and fight, like, yeah, to a civilian, that sort of thing seems cruel and harsh. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason. When you actually get out there in combat, that's more cruel and more harsh. So it's it's yeah. an inoculation. 
it's it's a vaccine against the pain and suffering that you're going to have to face potentially when you actually get mm-hmm. deployed. So, and it and it varies like depending on the, you know the the branch and your involvement. I mean, there are people who do like National Guard part time, and they're very well trained, but they're not going to have to face the kind of intense combat scenarios somebody in like the Special Forces would have to face. So right, yeah, but it it's this idea that. I just, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I, I don't, I'm not like a huge expert on it. It's just from the outside in, it looks really bad. <laughs> like it looks like are just the whole point of like the whole wokeness, political correctness is you want people, you're protecting people's feelings. That's the, the that's the good intention behind it is you mm-hmm. want to be, you want to prevent yourself from, you know, harming people emotionally, upsetting them in some way. It's, it's politeness taking, taken to an extreme. It's like like super polite, but, and it goes beyond that. But the last thing that, that you need in a military setting, in, in a combat setting, in like when you're actually out there fighting someone, like they're not, they don't give a shit about like whether or not they're going to hurt your feelings. They're trying to shoot you. Like, so it's to juxtapose this I won't beat that point too far when I when Blue told me about these videos and I watched them and then I found a video linked below them which was they showed that ad I think it was the first one I saw with the uh, the woman and then it was like then it immediate or it immediately followed by showing uh, the Chinese army's recruitment ad and then the Russian army recruitment ad and they were like basically what the U.S. Army and Marine and you know, all the other branches, what their recruitment ads used to look like. They they were badass. They made you want to go out. That got you hyped up and like, oh, this is going to be cool and in, like exciting and intense, and it's going to be difficult, yeah. but I'm going to be awesome afterwards. They they hyped you up, <laughs> and the top comment below the video that I watched probably summed it up perfectly. And this this guy just wrote, after watching the Chinese army recruitment ad, I want to join the Chinese army. After watching the Russian ad, I want to join the Russian army. After watching the American ad, I want to join either the Chinese or the Russian army. Mm. And it was like, that, that's really the state it's in right now. That, oh, just... Yeah, God. Even, like... The kind of soft gelatinous person that the those army ads would like actually appeal to are not the people you want in the military i'm sorry it's like the the fucking line from um god what's that film with jack nicholson and tom cruise oh yeah yeah uh, he's like i'm i'm the asshole you want on the wall yeah yeah you can't handle the truth yeah there's Um, what was it I, I, that's such a good line, too. Um, hold on, talk for a second. I want to find that actual quote. Okay. Yeah, there was, um, they actually replaced the Shark Tank. There was actually something they put it back and said, and it's called The First Hundred Yards or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically, it's just uh, an exercise routine. It's like you pick up a bunch of stuff, you carry it, uh, I guess, a hundred yards. Then you put it back as it was, and you do some jumping jacks or something. I don't know. 
So they were live streaming um, like the first time this was being done, and they had some big top shot who was, I think, wanted who who was the person who ordered this to be done, and he was going around and he was talking to like the drill sergeants. The drill sergeants were like clenching their teeth and saying, you know, oh yeah, this is so much better than the shark attack. Yeah, um, and then they're like, all right, let's go and talk to one of the people who are doing it right now. Mm. And this poor fucking kid comes over. Fresh into basic training, and they're like, "Ah, oh, so how are you finding it?" And he's like, "I expected it to be harder." <laughs> Goes into basic training and says, "I expect it to be harder" <laughs> in front of like a very high-ranking member of the military and his drill sergeant. That's awesome! Oh my god! And but- it was live streamed, so they couldn't even cut it out. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's true. Like you, I don't know. What, I. I seriously considered joining um, the military when I was um, when I was younger. Yeah, and I didn't end up doing it. I ended up going to you know to college, but I, I still even in college, like when I saw the ROTC people like going around and stuff, I you know, I was still tempted. Mm. But uh, I ended up yeah not doing it. Now I think I'm kind of past the prime recruitment age. So uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I think they you're you're allowed to join up until somewhere in your early to mid 30s but the, for right. like the actual like combat roles and stuff like that they they want you in your like 20s to be fair, yeah as like a you could quite easily probably get like some kind of combat engineering role yeah yeah uh, but you it's, would still have to go through training there yeah which but again and the reason i brought that up is half of the appeal of you know joining up and doing something like that is the intensity, is the difficulty mm. of it. So give me push to the fucking limit. Yeah. Anyway, so I um I found the quote. Go on. I'm going to try to do the voice, too. It's like, I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. That was beautiful. I would rather you just say thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand the post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. It's a, this is a really, really good speech. And that was a really good accent. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many great one-liners from that or more. That was a really good movie. It was. Um, but we're not talking about movies. That's for segment two. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's move on to uh, something a little bit more positive. Um, actually, before we get on to your thing, I just want to talk. Well, yeah, I'll just say it real quick. As of today, lockdowns have been lifted in my state. No mask requirements, no capacity limitations, nothing like that. You can nice. go out and live your lives. Thank you, Massachusetts. Holy crap! I would have thought your state would have been the last one to kind of. Yeah, we we have kind of a. I think the last one's probably going to end up being California because California's a moron. But no, my like it's you know it's summer here and um, people are just like, all right, let's let's get moving again. We also have mm-hmm. like one of the highest vaccination rates in the country, so that probably contributed to the decision. Yeah, Massachusetts sounds more like kind of one of the older, more responsible sisters of the family. Yeah, we have a weird thing in my state. So most other states, they're kind of dominated by one political party or the other. 
Massachusetts is a hybrid. Like in presidential races, we always vote Democrat, um, like overall. But mm. it's it's not by a massive majority. Like pretty much the entire western half of the state um, votes the other direction. So what we end up with is our senators and a lot of our legislature are uh, on the left side. And then our governor and the other portion of the legislatures and mayors, they tend to be on the Republican side. And because of that, we tend to usually take a very level, neutral stance in a lot of political issues, which is very rare in the U.S. these days. Um, Yeah. Like, our governor's a Republican and our senators are Democrats. And I feel like that balances us out as a state. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you don't want all on one side, really, even if you do support one side. Yeah, it doesn't matter which way you lean, you... Like, everyone has their biases, everyone has their perspective, and it's important to have both. Yeah, it's like having a monopoly in a business. You do still kind of want a competitor, because otherwise that a business will get lazy or yeah. will get cruel. <laughs> yeah, monopolies either end up becoming, you know, you either get a shit service or an exploitative company. Yeah. Anyway. Yay. No. Just wanted uh... to throw that out there, because... I'm happy about it. This afternoon, I am going to a restaurant, and I'm going to get Ooh. lunch, and I'm not going to wear a mask, and they're not going to have all the fucking plexiglass everywhere. Any plans for delicious meals? I'm thinking they got a really good steak sandwich. Nice. Can't go wrong with a steak, can you? No, I'm, I'm hungry for meat. Mm, you're always hungry for meat. Hi. Uh... Um, there was no hitting meaning behind that, but whatever. Um. <laughs> you made yourself laugh. All right, go on to... Yeah. The, now we got a happier... T- well, that was a happy top. We got another happy top. It was. Uh, well, I'm thinking about my burrito I'm having later. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I was just, like, looking around on Twitter, I think it was, and a newspaper was covering a uh, an Instagram profile, which... and uh, Right, when I feel like when we talk about something like Instagram or Twitter, we always have very negative reviews. Every so often, there's a diamond in the rough, as it were. Yeah, uh, and we, this I is one. Think, yeah, it's um, and I I'm just gonna call them an artist because that's essentially what they are. Um, who has um had the idea during lockdown of um, basically artistically bruising bananas. Yeah. And has made some, like, goddamn masterpieces on the side of bananas, which she then eats. Yeah. Because so, obviously it breaks down so you can't keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's not something you, you take a picture and then that's it. But yeah, they, yeah. you know, like with when a banana, when you bruise it, you end up with the brown on the yellow. And she used the brown to actually. And it's some pretty intricate pictures. Like. Yeah, the shading. There's freaking, like, cross hatching. It's. Oh my gosh. She's got one that like uh, looks like yeah, it's like it's like a camera with one of those really long lenses. She's got one mm. with like a dog relaxing in front of a fireplace, and it like the shadow is all done in the bruising. Like it's really well. What's this person? Yeah, I feel like yeah. The Instagram, I guess is this is this a banana bruiser? Banana underscore bruiser. It is. Yeah. Yes, at banana underscore bruiser. If you're one of um, the people that actually use Instagram, this is actually something kind of cool to look at. It is. Even just for like two, I think she has like five hundred plus of them. 
Dear God. Like, that's a lot of potassium to eat. <laughs> I'm assuming she's eating all these bananas. Yeah, hopefully not too many of them. Like, potassium can actually stop your heart if you have too much of it. Ooh. Well, it started since the lockdown, so... How... That's... Like, one banana a day isn't going to do any harm, but if you're eating, like, six or seven bananas a day... How, how long has it been since the lockdown started now? Uh, just over a year. It started in the U.S. It started in mid March. So she's having about two bananas a day. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Unless she's maybe to be fair, she's probably got other people. I, I in should the house. clarify. <laughs> that's just a, a random. Don't don't be scared of bananas, people out there. Like you need a oh, lot. Bananas are great. A lot of potassium to actually cause any kind of bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of like you know. People like people who take like potassium tablets have to be careful because that's co- that's a concentrated dose. Hmm. Sorry, I, I said this was a happy topic, and I t- yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're really cool bananas. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how much more there is to talk about it, but um, well, go check them out. It's a good segue, I think, into I don't know my the problem I have is I feel like a lot of art is kind of vapid and talentless these days like when I, I i've i've railed multiple times against like um the stereotypical modern art right yeah the, the stuff that's just it's like oh it's trying to send a message or something like that it's a blank piece of paper with a white spot on it yeah or yeah here's a picture of somebody that glued gold sequins to their face or something like that and it's like mm. okay fine but it just why you gotta attack me personally, haven't you, cuz? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can if they if somebody wants to send a message and do some kind of you know, essentially make a metaphor photograph or something like that. Okay, fine. I get it, but I have no respect for that because any any sort of I have very little artistic talent. But if I can do it, then I don't have any respect for this person being called and held up as an artist. Like what about what about the art installation made by Shia LaBeouf? I mean, which one? He did a ton of them. The flag one, the we oh. will not be moved. No, it was he will not divide us. Oh, that's the one. I was so when he first started that thing, it started off at a museum and it was a museum. It's it's it was down in New York City. I could have gotten Wait, was there. It in a museum? It was it was on the outside wall of a museum. Yeah. So okay, it was technically yeah, yeah. a museum exhibit. It was on the museum grounds and it was by the consent hmm. of the museum. Um. Oh my god, that was so much fun to watch. I I watched that stream like I just had it on. I was like twenty. What was it twenty sixteen? I want to say. It's got it was, so cringe though. Like oh, god. I loved, but that's why I loved watching it. <laughs> like there was when Shia LaBeouf was down there chanting like he will not divide us, and like some some troll kid is right behind him. He will not inside us. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf's like getting in his face and threatening the kid. Oh my god! It was yeah. there was. And he punched one of his own supporters. It was so much fun to watch that. Like, so to background for people that don't know, about four years ago, right after uh, Trump got elected, Shia LaBeouf did an art piece called "He Will Not Divide Us," and of course, it got trolled to hell. It was a constant, always-on live stream on the wall of a museum, and people were supposed to stand in front of the camera and chant that. But what happened was the moment this went on the internet, people were like, I can be on a camera that millions of people are watching and do something stupid? Hell yeah. 
And so I, I was tempted. I actually um, almost booked a flight down there um, just to fuck with the camera. Because I had, <laughs> I, I had vacation time, and New York's only like an hour flight or a, a six-hour train ride or something like that. I could get there in a day. And I was, oh, God, I didn't end up doing it, but I was so tempted. Like, I was looking up flight times. I was, I was looking at hotels in the area, um, mm. but I ended up just not doing it. I, it's one of, one of my deep regrets. Anyway, the thing got trolled so heavily that Shia LaBeouf eventually took it down and then put a flag up somewhere and then had that live streamed. And then, then people used, like, planes flying through the air and star the patterns. Of yeah, they, they managed to find it. Take somebody got to it, took down the flag, and raised like a Pepe frog flag or something on top Some, of it. I can't remember what it was they brought up. There's <laughs> a lot of um, bad people from World War Two references. Yeah, uh, it was, and yeah, like I said, Shiabuff did at one point actually physically assault someone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it, it didn't. Oh God, he's such a fucking idiot. He is, but like, I I respect him for like um. I don't know. It's been too long for it to be a bit. Like, I feel like he's legitimately trying to do things that are out there and creative. So, and he does seem to respect a certain level of parody. Like that um, actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf song. Yeah. That, like, he, he, he collaborated with them and did a, a video version of it with them. And it, mm. like, it was actually good. I don't know, he... He's done some legitimately good things in the past. Like, I remember seeing him on... He was on a Disney TV show when I was a kid called um, Even Stevens. He played, right, like, yeah. the kind of the schlubby younger brother on that show. Hmm. Anyway, we got off on a tangent there. So... So, Bananas. <laughs> that, that... The thing is, like, that one, I actually... I don't... I actually... I do respect that that piece that's a that's an example of a modern art piece that i do respect and i respect it mm -hmm. not because i agree with the message that he had i respect it because a he really committed to it that thing w w went on for months even yeah, when it people had were... a story like it had something yeah. behind it that was real it became like a almost a social experiment with all the different yeah. characters that got involved there were people that were like it was like a sitcom there were running characters that would show up on this thing and even even at the end when it was uh, taken to a person's personal property inside their house in, like, a blank room with the flag stuck up there. The 4chan people still found the fucking flag because yeah. it was inside someone's property. It would be illegal to do anything. Um, so I really do think that 4chan kind of won, in some respects, <laughs> the, the battle. Yeah. I mean... Oh, my God. It was, just, it was such a funny saga. <laughs> But no, I mean, I just, to, to bring it back to the banana person, like, I just, um, there's a level, when I look at, like, classical art, like, there's a, yeah. there's the Boston Art Museum, I've been there once or twice, and I remember going through, and they have tons of, like, old paintings and art from, you know, centuries and centuries, and they have some historical stuff, you know, archaeological bits, and I just, like, the level of, of talent and detail that, that you can get in those, like, the watercolor paintings and things like that. I'm like, that is just, or it's not, excuse me, just burped. 
Hopefully that didn't pick up on the mic. <laughs> um, but just the level of detail and talent, like, I'm just awed by that sort of stuff. But, yeah. but then I go to, like, the modern art section of the museum, which it's got its own smaller wing. And I remember I went there with a friend of mine and it was just all shit. I don't think I think modern art is a wrong term to use for it. I think it should be like I don't know uh, expressionist art or something. It's not it's not modern times that define it. It's mm. peop- It's like third eye shit. <laughs> uh, if you know what yeah. I mean by that, like it's I think narrative driven art. Here's something that, like, I'm trying to figure out a way to articulate my... The reason that the the two types of art, whatever you want to call them, strike me differently. A lot of the art they have there that's from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, Mm. that art is timeless. It was impressive then. Classical, yeah. It's impressive now. It's going to be impressive in 200 years. Most of the modern modern art, I'm, you Mm -hmm. know, quotation marks, that you know, have a message. It's it's pretty much defined by them having some kind of a message. I mean um, you could you could compare No this no to let like me hold films. on, let me finish let me finish Go. my thought. So it's it's defined by having that message. In a hundred years, when that message is no longer relevant, it's meaningless. It's not gonna be impressive anymore. That yeah. that's kind of what the difference is. Something that a lot of the older art it expressed or showed something timeless even if it's a if it did have a message it was some kind of core message about you know the human experience something that's going to be relevant as long as there are humans whereas a lot of the modern art stuff that i saw was its message was topical it was about something that's going on in the modern day and it'll be irrelevant in 50 years yeah and uh, obviously art can span different boundaries so you could have just like a really nice picture of venice from the 18th century or something i don't know Mm. whenever the fuck venice was around i have no idea uh and that would be like a a historical painting it could also just be a aesthetically nice to to look at painting Uh, but then you get something like i don't know the last supper Mm. where it has his like significant historical meaning it has the religious aspect to it um, all these things. I mean, it, it wouldn't even have to be a particularly nice-looking painting in this day and age for it to have such significance. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know if there's any all... Um, any, any painting out there that particularly covers all of these uh, aspects in one. But I feel like the more of them you can include almost the better it is because the more meaning it has behind it the more ways you can look at it the more depth it has yeah well i feel like you can go in either direction to make it like a a work of art timeless you either like you're using as an example it's it's loaded with so many different layers of significance on top of actually being aesthetically pleasing to look at or you go Mm. in the opposite direction where it focuses so heavily on one very sharp aspect that is itself timeless, and it does it so well and to such an extreme that it, you know, it lasts through time. Yeah. 
I mean, if you want aesthetically pleasing stuff, don't go to a museum, I would say. If you want aesthetically pleasing stuff, go on the internet, because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of amazingly drawn stuff made with computers by by people, and, like, it's just insane how beautiful yeah. some of it is. It, it, there is a remarkable degree of talent out there. Like, you go to some places, like... So one of the, the things I... I one of my, my favorite discoveries in the last few years is the site uh, Displate. They yeah, make these, God. yeah, like, metal portraits, I've essentially. Literally got one in the corner of my room. I've got one right here. Like, oh, they nice, do, Master Chief. they do, like, video game. yeah, the one I'm, I, no one can see this because this is yeah. audio, but I'm holding up uh, one of these. It's, it's basically like a metal plate, and printed on this one is a, kind of artistic rendering of uh, Master Chief from the Halo games, but they also have not just video game stuff, they have kind of more abstract things, they have landscapes and all this, but it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. It's, you know, mostly, but the fact that, and you can get it for like, I think it was like, this one was like $50 or something like that, but, and that's just like one thing. You go to like a million different websites out there and you can find... Just absolutely, you know, gorgeous artwork. That I think modern time. This is maybe one of the reasons that, quote unquote, modern art, you know, dis disappoints me so much. Is you go on the internet and with modern tools and the way information is like spread out there, there's a plethora of talent and people who can make these beautiful things. And the fact that the people to try and send some kind of a message are deliberately making the work ugly or talentless just makes me sad yeah actually, so the, the the one i've got in the corner mm. um i know you're talking about the whole like the different types it's not just video game art and stuff uh the one i've got is of my local city it's got mm. like a black background and like all the streets are in like a volcanic orangey red uh mm. and it's literally just a layout of the city it looks fucking amazing um it's actually a gift um for my Brother, who I'm probably going to give him tomorrow now I think about it. Uh, but I've been holding on to it since before Christmas. Um, and, yeah, like, they, um, they're they quite a good... This is, sounds like an advert for display, but it's not, I swear to God. Anyway, I think I got, like... Go on. We're plugging a couple different things this time. True. Bananas. <laughs> um, I, I, I wish... This podcast like... brought to you by bananas. I wish it was, like... Um, you know, red chills saying so I could actually put my own designs because, like that. Imagine how fucking awesome that the the shotgun one that I made, mm. the the red, ah, oh, the Bucky. I would love that as a display. That would be my pride and joy. Um, There's probably somewhere out there you can do custom ones. Maybe, but uh, yeah. All right. So what what time are we on? How much time have we got before? Oh, we we up? actually we're like five we're five minutes. minutes over the thirty minute mark. So Ooh, yeah, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about this again. I I feel it's been a while since I've made this disclaimer. We're both laymen's in pretty much everything we talked about here. I mean, well, Blue <laughs> actually does some design work in art, so maybe you're more of an expert than I am. <laughs> but uh, slightly, but I know you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I don't consider myself an artist, I consider myself a designer. Mm. Um, whether there's no difference to some people out there, I, I don't know. 
I'm yeah. not one of these people who sits in like a blank room and puts hand paint paint on my hands and like smears it and like oh, I can see the shape of God now. No, I'm I'm like I like squares. I can make them into pretty shapes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my level. Oh, um, damn. Oh, God, I gotta tell you about something after this. Um, but God. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's leave it there. We actually watched uh, so uh, teaser for segment two. Uh, we actually watched two movies this week, so we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, stay tuned for that. But for now, it's going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment two. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment. And as I teased in segment one, we have two movies this week. Because last week we had none. Um, and Did we? we? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a movie last week. We spent most of the time uh, talking about that, uh, that novel series that I liked, uh, King Killer Chronicle. Yeah. And then took a very weird tangent into talking about Tinder. I can't even remember. Man, my memory is so bad. I just edited always. the video yesterday, which is why I like it's fresh in my mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... Every week when I come to make the thumbnails, I have to go to Kai's and be like, what did we talk about? <laughs> we talked too much about random crap off the podcast. It's two. We could have... Um, yeah. I, the, the, this podcast came about because, I mean, this is basically the cadence of our normal conversations. Hmm. Anyway, <sighs> first movie. We didn't have busy enough lives as it were. <laughs> True. First movie uh, was Alicia's choice, and she chose yep. uh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Indeed. Which I heard the name and immediately thought of. Isn't there as an actress, um, Mini Driver? She was in that other movie we watched, Gross Point Blank. She was the. I, I don't know. Don't know what that is. I have no idea. I had no idea what this movie even was. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Nothing. Um, so I've seen clips from it from like uh, insider things where they get an expert to review scenes, and I think this movie came up quite a bit. So I'd seen little parts of it, like when the uh, the military dude who will go into detail on later yeah. rams into their getaway car. Yeah. So it's it's like a. Kind of a like a crime heist movie, action, driving. It's one of those mm -hmm. movies, kind of like in the Fast and the Furious kind of vibe, like the older Fast and the Fur Furious movies, where you just don't think too hard about it, turn your brain off, and you know enjoy watching it because it's it's very entertaining. But there are quite a few things which I'm sure Blue is going to point out uh, that once you actually think about them for more than a few minutes, you're like, that's absolutely idiotic well but, i feel like you gave away with probably more grievances on this one than i did oh um, really okay quite possible i mean i it got the end of the film and like usual so it ended and i was like right i'm gonna let you guys talk first because i'm normally the grumpy guts and god i, I don't know you guys weren't weren't fans of this this time <laughs> well, I thought. so i'll do the plot synopsis and then we can kind of get into the, the meat of it um sure Basically, the movie opens up, and uh, you've got these four people in a car, and three of them get out guns, go into a bank, and they're clearly robbing the place. Mm. The a lot of big-name actors as well, by the way. Like, yeah. I was just thinking, that first scene, they have 
like one or two scenes with um I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who plays the role that I can't even remember the role's name. Um, Are you talking in, about in, in Marvel? Um, the Punisher. The guy who plays the Punisher. Why can I not picture his face? He's he's pretty cool, dude. Um, he's oh. in the the first scene. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And the other well, the, I knew the other guy better than I knew that guy. Uh, the other guy was um, John Hamm. He's the guy that played uh, Don Draper from Mad Men, which I love that series. Right. Um, like it's just it's a really that that whole series is a really good look at like the uh, culture of the 1960s. Right. Um, Sorry, I interrupted also, your synopsis. It's fine. So those three all get out of the car. Uh, one woman and then the two actors we just mentioned. Um, I I didn't recognize her from much. I don't. She she had a face that made me think I've seen her in movies before, but I couldn't place her. She kind of seemed like an add-on to the man, if that makes sense. She she didn't really display much emotion. She didn't talk all that much. She was just an extension of. Yeah, they the were guy. they were they were like a they had a Bonnie and Clyde kind of vibe to them. Anyway, let's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this will all make sense when I actually describe it. And then the fourth person is the driver. And he's this, you know, kid. I, I don't... I think he's supposed to be older in the movie, and I looked it up at the time they filmed this. The actor was 23. He looked like he was 17 to me. Um, yeah, apparently he's very attractive. I don't see it. I mean... Personally, he looks he looks like a pop singer. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, I mean, I'm in no place to comment on that. <laughs> there's anyway so he's he's in there he's listening to headphones he's got his you know cool guy sunglasses on like kind of like the blues brothers sunglasses oh don't you insult the blues brothers <laughs> like that bro it's another driver movie. um anyway so <laughs> shut up uh he's <laughs> yeah, i'm just trying to wind oh. you up now um God. so he's listening to a song and it's actually i can't remember what the song is but it was pretty good and it's just like you know, as the song's picking up and picking up, um, like, he's watching what they're doing in there. They get, come out with the money. They all hop in there. And then he hits it and cue, like, a crazy over-the-top driving scene with all this, you know, drifting, handbrake turns. He's driving up on walls and he pulls these tricks to have them follow the wrong car and stuff. Then they switch cars and they go back to their hideout. Yeah. Uh, then we're introduced to Kevin Spacey, who's the guy, I think they just call him Doc or something like that. Um, yeah, so he's the uh, he's the guy who's he's the brains of it. He's organizing the jobs. And he... I kept thinking of him as Alex Jones because <laughs> he kind of looks like him. What well, he yeah, kind of talks like him. Kevin Spacey. I never made that connection before, but they do look kind of similar. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go on. So the thing ends, and it's clear that uh, you know couple of the or one of the guys now uh, the guy that I, you pl- were talking about the one that played the punisher he is not a fan that this 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 little kid who didn't get his hands dirty going in there and was just the driver like you know he's getting an equal cut of the money and stuff and he's he fucks with them they have some banter back and forth and they ride the elevator down uh to the car park and uh kevin spacey and the kid get out and it's revealed that the kid owes Kevin Spacey a lot of money, so he only gets a small amount of the cash, which is not insubstantial. He hands him, like, a couple grand, um, mm. like, in, in $100 bills. And 
the kid goes off and then he's living with uh, like a foster parent who's deaf and, you know, he's talking to him in sign language and stuff. And um, the foster parent clearly knows that something's going on because he's trying he's watching the news and he doesn't he's trying to encourage the kid to stop and everything and the kid's like you know one more job and i'm out and that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. that, that cliche yeah yeah it's like in a military movie the uh the older guy who's always talking about his upcoming retirement it's like oh that guy's gonna die mm. um anyway so goes on there's a little subplot where he goes to a diner and he kind of flirts with the waitress there and um then instantly has it off yeah fast forward to the next scene where they've it's a whole new crew and um i think jamie fox is like the big guy they called him bats in the, the movie i think his name was right um he's he's kind of like a loose cannon this guy's like you know just a stone cold killer this is his like he's kind of a hardcore uh criminal and then there's two other guys that um show up just show up for this job and then Kevin Spacey again. He gives the briefing, and the whole time, you know, the main character, Baby. That's why it's called Baby Driver, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. The kid has, okay. ha- huh? They never explain why he's called Baby, and it really annoying me. Well, they they do make a reference that there are like they have code names, but apparently he just has that name. I don't know. They don't explain. Yeah, because he, he he tells his his girlfriend that he's called Baby. Yeah, and he, so he wouldn't use his code name for that. I don't know if that was his actual voice or if he was trying to do like an Elvis impersonation. But whenever he talked, yeah, my my name is a uh, baby, as a B A B Y. He sounded like have a bit of an accent. He sounded like Elvis to me. <laughs> I just kept. Yeah, my name is a uh, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. As a B A B Y. It was just. I I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> just Elvis Presley and Alex Jones. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So um they they pull off the, the next they do the, the next job, right? And um uh yeah, Jamie Foxx bats uh it doesn't like the fact that he's listening to music during the briefing and he gives him shit and then he takes his earbuds out and he can repeat everything that Kevin Spacey said verbatim and again. So they're gonna go steal an armored truck. They go there, they get the armored truck, um, Baby's a little disturbed because he sees that Jamie Foxx killed the security guard instead of just knocking him out or something like that. Um, and as they're trying to get away, this dude in a massive fucking pickup truck sees them, you know, tries to stop them, like, by ramming his car into them, and reaches into his, you know, gloves box, pulls out a Glock, and starts taking some shots at him. Baby manages to get away. And but the guy in the truck still chasing him, and this was the bit that like confused me. The dude in the truck, they, it's implied that he's like a veteran, a veteran or something like that, right? He pulls out. I'm pretty sure it was an MP5 submachine gun, which I don't know what kind of like. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran or not. That you can't buy a submachine gun and just carry it in your car in the U.S. Were they in California or something? I think they were in uh, Georgia. Uh, I think the the police car said Atlanta on them. Okay. Also, I would be amazed if any police force would have police cars that looked quite as fucking sports-esque as they had. My my like, my state does. No way. That was yeah. like Yeah. Hmm. I I can send you pictures. We 
I, I saw one. They're, they're, <laughs> if I walk around outside, I guarantee I'll see a few like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, depend. It depends on the state, but most of them these days, like, my state's police have like they have like Dodge Chargers. They have like these you know big ass muscle cars. Like, like you should Damn. you should see it. They've got really really good um yeah really really good cars. It, some of the more like rural poor states might not have them quite that nice but i mean at, at least where they were they were in atlanta atlanta's like a big city so they probably have enough budget to get like nice cars like that hmm. um anyway but they uh so they pull off the job this guy's chasing them down um again the fact that he, he pulled out a submachine gun just that yeah. was the that that just boggled my mind anyway so, um... Also, I think any military member, for a start, they'd have everything stripped of them if they just picked up a submachine gun on a highway and was, like, firing out of a window on auto. Yeah. That's fucking illegal. So you can... <laughs> so on. It is possible to get automatic weapons as a civilian in the U.S., but it's extremely difficult, and you need, like, this Tier 3 federal license that is very difficult to get. Granted, if you were a veteran, you, you'd probably have a better chance than a normal civilian, but even then, there's severe restrictions on when and where you can use those automatic weapons. Yeah, not on a public highway you, while you should you're not, driving. No, you would not have a fully loaded submachine gun in a car. And if you fired <laughs> it, like you said, in public like that, you're in some deep shit. Yeah. Um, um, whether anyway, there's criminals there or not. like. Yeah. So they, they have this you know cat and mouse pursuit. Um, they eventually get to the point where they're driving parallel with the guy and he's still trying to run him off the road jamie fox pulls out a shotgun and is gonna like shoot the the guy right in the face and baby does some kind of move to like twist the car free and at the same time throw jamie fox's aim off so he doesn't shoot the guy they get back to the uh the the place um they there's a a mo a threatening moment where you know jamie fox is like um, one of the other guys left his shotgun behind, and he's like, you know, that guy's just a dumbass. But you, you're smart. You think. And it's like, did you throw my shot off on purpose? And then, you know, Baby's like, no. And he's like, you're a bad liar. And then, um, they, there's like that tense moment, and then they go back, and they get the cash and split it all out like normal. And as they're heading, uh, like the next day, when they're kind of splitting everything up, um, baby notices that one of the guys, the guy that got his shotgun, isn't there, and it's implied that he's dead. Um, they go down to the garage just like before in the earlier scene. Um, what's his face? Kevin Spacey gives him the money like normal, and he notices that there's uh, like a bloody rag sticking out of the back of Kevin Spacey's car, and um, baby's. Also, he says that's his last job as well. Yeah, that was his last job, and so. Kevin Spacey's like, yep, we're square, no problem. But he has to dump the body. With the... Yeah, just the last thing yeah. is he has to dump the car with the body in it and have it crushed. I was so sure that would have a car bomb in it. Oh, really? You were thinking it was more sinister? Kevin's... Yeah, he was like, that was your last job. And then he walks away from him in a sinister manner in a garage with a dead body in the car, and it's like two birds with one stone right here. Yeah. But then who's going to get rid of Baby's body? A bomb, like, attracts a lot of attention if he just brings it out there and gets it crushed. Like, a no-name thug is gone. No one's going to care. Well, that, no, you could just, like, explode it in them anywhere. 
True. Outside. True. Anyway, so Baby does that, and then he's like, oh, I'm free, I'm free, and he goes, and he goes back to the diner and flirts with that girl again, and they make plans to go on a date and stuff like that. And they do, but at the, the restaurant they go on a date. This is what confused me, because I thought that he was a teenager for most of the movie until he was on that date and he was drinking wine at the restaurant. So I'm like, so he is supposed to be in his 20s. That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. Because, yeah, he does look like a teenager, and she also kind of looks like a teenager. But they were both drinking uh, wine at the restaurant. Yeah. Unless it was like Ribena. But that's the thing. It is also... <laughs> that, that's the thing maybe you wouldn't have picked up on, but in the U.S., yeah, they have to be over 21. Yeah. Um, anyway, Kevin Spacey spots him there and basically threatens him into going like, oh, yeah, you know, we're straight, but you're still going to work for me. Yeah. Um, and so then he now is put into another job, uh, this time stealing uh, money orders from a post office, the blank forms that they could turn into actual cash. And um, now it's back with two people from the original crew, the uh, the Bonnie and Clyde couple uh, that I was talking about earlier, and then uh, Bats is back. And mm-hmm. so they go and prep for the job, and this they... they ca- he has baby case the um, post office, and he takes Kevin Spacey's son with him, who's like eight. Yeah. And this was the, this was the other like weird incongruity because the lady behind the counter is asking like, "Oh, is oh is this your kid?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah." And he's like, "Oh, how old is he?" And he's like, "Uh, five. And the kid's like eight. And she's and he's like, "Oh, they grow up so fast." And it's like, if he's eight, you like I still was not convinced that he was in his 20s. But even if he was, say, actual actor's age, yeah. 23, that means he had that kid when he was 15. 14. 14. 15? 15. 23 Maybe. minus 8. 23 minus 8 is 15. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a blonde day, alright? <laughs> anyway... They case it, it. Just how fucking suspicious was it? Like he didn't even know the kid's fucking name, and he was like, "Uh, have you got a name, child?" Like, yeah. When he just said that, I was like, "What the fuck?" That that lady was very, very innocent and trusting, and I think they made her that way on purpose to show, like, "Oh God, I can't do this. She might get killed." And... Oh God, postal workers are stupid. <laughs> anyway, that's how I saw it. It was very rude. He makes plans that he doesn't want to do this anymore, essentially. He wants to run off with Waitress Girl, and they're going to drive off into the sunset and leave it all behind him, right? Yeah. Things go awry because Jamie Foxx shoots some uh, people who he didn't trust, and they go to... Yeah, they go to the diner, and then they see the, the girl there, and he has to kind of play act like everything's okay... And then they get back, and he tries to sneak off and run away and gets caught by uh, the two guys. And then, after a very, very intense scene, <laughs> after a very, very intense scene, they end up uh, he they end up saying they're going to go ahead with the job, but basically Baby's on probation. So they go in, they pull off the job, and um, Jamie Foxx, like, you know, hits Baby in the face with the butt of a shotgun, and, I don't know, he he snaps because Jamie Foxx killed somebody and so he like floors it into a truck in front of them and it like a little piece of rebar that's sticking off the back of the truck goes right through Jamie Foxx's chest and then it's this giant like chase scene where the Bonnie and Clyde couple they're you know going off crazy machine guns shooting random people getting into shootouts with the cops fucking hated that 
Yeah. Why? Because she literally um, self forever sleeped. Yeah. Like, she stood up in front of a line of barricaded cops, like eight or more cops. And just stood out. In the open. Yep. Two submachine guns, one in each hand, which, by the way, even akimbo pistols are, like, fucking impossible to hit with. Two huge fucking... At that distance. just stood in the open. Yeah, the cops were at least 10, 20 yards away. And she's trying... multiple seconds. Yeah. It was... It was a... Basically, she just needed a reason to die. So that her love interest could have a reason to go crazy. It was... and even... It just... The plot just needed to happen. Like, he was a cool guy as well, up to that point in the story where they're like, we need there to be drama here. We're just gonna sacrifice this pawn who... Basically, she didn't save fucking anything for the whole film. Yeah, I did... She did threaten Jamie Foxx once. But... She did? She showed kind of a psychotic side where she wanted, like... She was in this lover's fantasy where her partner would essentially bend the earth for her. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't even recover her body. Mm, yeah, he bought... Vengeance became more important for him after that. Yeah. So, was... the movie... <laughs> On the guys that killed her. The movie culminates in, you know, Baby running off with the, uh... His love interest. And, um... A giant, like, parking garage car fight happens where it's Baby... Oh, uh, and Kevin Spacey ends up being a fairly decent guy. Like, or at least yeah, a little bit sympathetic. A fucking 180 on Alex Jones's part. He goes from being like this asshole who's not gonna ever help. He's threatened his life. He's threatened his family. He's threatened everything. But the moment a fucking girl walks in, he sees a girl next to him. He literally goes from "I'm not gonna help you at all" to "Here well, is everything I have. Here is a car. Here is an escape plan. Here is some money. Here's your tape that you wanted." So I I I thought that that was actually pretty logically consistent. Because he's... No, no, listen to me. We, he has a kid, right? Which means he had a family. He treats this very much like, you know, professional, like a business. And I think in that moment where he saw this kid, now he's with his girl and they're trying to run off together. And um, he he went from seeing him as just another one of these disposable criminals that I work with to somebody who's actually a little bit more wholesome and somebody who he had sympathy and could empathize with. That's how I read the scene, but you're right, it is a bit of a jump. You'd think he'd be a little bit more cold-hearted, but, you know. He literally gave his life for him. That wasn't intentional, though. Like, he, was, he wasn't going to give his life for him, he was going to just... Talk, the, the cops came and he was going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll deal with the cops because he clearly had cops on his payroll. But it turned out to be um, John Hamm, the guy from earlier, who had stolen a cop car and he just rams him. And he doesn't go with, down without a fight. He tries to shoot him in the driver's seat, but doesn't kill him. He's trying to dodge there, I think. And he's like, he should have tried to, to run. You should have gone. Well, I cover your back. That's I consider that as saving someone's life. Yes, Telling one but, person to run while you stay and fight. But he wasn't saying he was going to stay and fight. He was saying... He was thinking it was the police. Like, he was going to talk to them. He wasn't going to fight. No, because the the baby actually shouted, that's not the police, that's before the guy started accelerating. Okay. But again, even still, I, I agree he should have dodged. But I don't think it's inconsistent from a character perspective. 
Also, that fucking windshield, like, no one ever got hit for a windshield. They're just, like, invincible yeah. in this fucking world. Yeah, every every um, windshield is made of bulletproof glass in this uh, in this movie. And uh, they didn't destroy the tape. The moment they found the tapes with all the incriminating evidence on, he they just should have been burned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was surprised they let him do the job. Yeah. I mean, all he had to say was, no, I'm going to do the job. And they were like, well, I guess he's going to do the job. Well, the baby's the boss now. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, there's it, it culminates in this big car fight where Baby gets a car, John Hamm gets a car, and they just ram the shit out of each other and shoot at each other in this parking yeah. garage. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the, the entire just scene. Smacking cars together the whole time, basically. And then, it, you know, John Hamm's car gets knocked off a ledge and blows up and... Baby gets away, and they drive off into the sunset, except the police catch them, and he turns himself in, and then he gets 25 years in jail, but because all of these people gave this heartfelt testimony about how he was, he was a good guy in a bad situation, he gets parole in five years, and then he, he goes out, and there's his love there, and they, they drive off to start their life together, and that's the movie. Um, yeah. I, I liked all of the... There's two things that I picked, like... First of all, I liked all the heist parts, because I love... Heist films and heist yeah. games. That's just me personally. I love that stuff. Yeah. I so love the driving I scenes. did actually like the romance parts. I thought they, they were a bit cringy at some times, but at the same time they were very sweet and it was a welcome break from otherwise just... Violence and action? Yeah. It was a bit Transformers-y in, in some respects. Hmm. Um. Yeah, those those are my two favorite parts of the film. I mean, I I also very much liked the the romance pieces. Again, it's very cliche, and mm. it's it was a little like surface On level. Yeah, yeah, it was like you kind of knew where where it was going to go from the moment they met each other. Yeah. Um. But that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's nice to just you know have something uh, formulaic. Hmm. And sweet. And wholesome. Nothing says wholesome like shooting someone in the chest right in front of your love. Yeah, um, but... And then your love being just like, ah, oh, cool. I'm going to wait five years for you. Yeah. I met you only two days ago. That was kind of sweet. It shows that there was some lasting piece to it. The other thing yeah. that I, I really like, I love the driving. Like, all of the driving scenes and the music that went along with them. Like, I really enjoyed watching those scenes. Just... You know, just, I, I th it was the, no John Wick, driving-wise. No, it wasn't. But I still enjoyed it. Again, this wasn't mm. like this wasn't like a movie that you're gonna like write home about. It's not gonna be on anyone's top ten list. But it, it's if you want to see like an action movie with some interesting bits and some decent like acting talent in it, um, it's pretty good. It's worth yeah. a watch. Uh, things I didn't like, <laughs> like. Um, uh, Baby, the main character. Yeah, I didn't like him. His character arc made no sense to me. Like, sometimes he is, like, at the beginning it's like, oh, I'm disturbed by death here. And it's implied that he's been doing this for a while, because he had all that money on the floor, and he's he's somehow disturbed when, like, one of the, the gang members gets shot, or when somebody gets killed on the job, or something like that. And then... Yeah, I think the tinnitus was a good aspect I think without the fact that he had, this is going to sound weird, without the fact that he had 
this hearing disability, which kind of also linked into his past, and it gave a reason why he had this particular style of wearing mm. headphones all the time. Yeah. I think that gave it some really nice flavor, which you don't normally get. Yeah. Um, I... But aside from that, he was the most bland vanilla character. So I, I did forget to mention that. Um, he had been in like some kind of a car accident as a kid where both his parents died, and he got tinnitus from it, which is why he wears headphones when he's driving and everything. But anyway, yeah, his backstory was good, but it didn't make any sense. He went from being squeamish about people dying around him to being a stone-cold killer within two days. <laughs> like, what? where did this happen? Like, he went from, like, oh... Oh, I'm a little squeamish because this guy that's a bit of a dumbass and a petty criminal got shot in the face and I have to get rid of his body to two days later, I'm going to blow John Ham up and shoot him in the chest. Like, where did this come from? Yeah. Uh, but there was that. But yeah, besides that, he was just an empty vessel. He was just like, um, insert protagonist yeah, with indeed. with a few interesting bits on him. The other character that I wasn't really... Oh, I don't know. The character I did really like, actually, in the movie was John Hamm. The uh, um, the dude that was in the, the, the criminal couple there. Like, he yeah, made... Yeah, he was pretty cool. He made, like, an... He, like, he was sympathetic in the beginning, and when he got pushed over the edge, he made a very good villain. Yeah. I think he was a bit cowardly. Uh, in the middle part, I thought... I think he kind of lost his his venom, his criminalness for a, a large chunk of it. But at the same time, he was a a dynamic character who you could see he wasn't just another pawn. He was actually fairly smart. He had taste. So even though he was a criminal, he still liked Queen, for example. And he had yeah, uh, and he had like some some character building moments with Baby in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like the the red jacket, who was it? What was his name? Jamie Fox is the actor. His name was Jamie Bats Fox. in the movie. He's just he's just stereotype. Just I am he's, a criminal. I'm a killer. I'm a criminal. I'm crazy. That's me. Don't need to know anything else about me. I've got no history. Um, they even branch into the the interesting guys. Like backstory a bit where Jamie Fox is like, I bet you used to be a stockbroker. You know, yeah, and then you picked up this hooker, and then became a criminal in the desert or something. I was like, what? <laughs> he's not even narrating his own backstory. He's narrating the interesting person's story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway, in the last minute of the uh, segment, should we talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's true. So, well, I think. We spent a lot of time on that one. Uh, the other movie we watched this week, as Blue has said, was the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, something Curse of the Black Pearl, I think, is the subtitle. Which I'm sure far more people have watched. Yeah, yeah so I'm not going to bother giving the plot synopsis. If you haven't seen it already, go see it. It's a great movie. Uh, it's been out for yeah. 18 years now, so just... Yeah. Uh, has it been that long? Holy it came crap. out in 2003, yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, it's... Weird going back there and watching a film that I haven't seen in so long. It's like going back and watching Star Wars. Like it's a timeless mm. classic that you have to do. And when I looked, when I went back to Black Pearl and started watching it again, something that struck me was how young all the actors were in it. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Because I never really noticed that before. Um, in fact, Johnny Depp at some points kind of looked almost effeminate, mm. in that he had no real like scars or anything. He was very smooth. Yeah. And, and he didn't hadn't fully, I think, captured at this point in this film 
the essence of Jack Sparrow that you see in later yeah, yeah. Uh, films. Yeah, but still fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great, and there's there's a lot of like fun moments in it, and a lot of very good like one liners, like um, the the classic, "Why is the rum gone?" Yeah, why is it always the rum? <laughs> uh, which they do, I think, overplay later because they do use that line a lot. They but, do well because the line got so popular. They're like, "Oh, we have to have it in now." Yeah, um, they. There were a lot of scenes though, like when they first see Tortuga, and they're like basically showing you the kind of scene that goes on every day. Mm. It's like people getting punched, people fudging, breaking tacos, that's yeah. the word. <laughs> breaking bottles uh, on each other's head. Like pouring beer off of a balcony to land in another person's mouth kind of thing. And I was like, how fucking fun must that have been to do that scene in person? All the actors just sprinting around, just like having a whale of a time. That must have been so much that, fun. That's true. That probably would have been a lot of fun to film. Yeah. Um... And then I was thinking about when the ship battles happened. Mm. I assume that's not CGI. Do they have, like, real fucking ships for that? I imagine they had real ships for, like, a lot of the scenes, but some of the things, like... that can't be cheap. I mean, granted, it's Disney, but, like, yeah. a whole fucking battleship? But I don't think Disney expected this movie to, like, blow up the way it did. Um, because... I don't, I don't know if they even planned to have sequels, because the first movie ends in a way that it could just be the end, and they never make another one. It's only later that they establish some kind of a continuity. Yeah, that's true. There, yeah, it could, it could have cut off there. And to be fair, I think, the, aside from the main characters being, you know, Jack, Will, Elizabeth, Norrington, aside from their tentative links to each other... All the episodes after, like, the events aren't linked to each other, I don't think. They're mm. separate events, but with the same characters. Yeah. And I mean, I'm trying to think, like, um, the, the character that really stands out, the, I mean, the standout performance is Jack. Jack, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Like, Johnny... He makes the film. I did that. That was, um, I think I did that Halloween costume my freshman year of college. Uh, for, mm. That was that would have been 2007. Um it was like I love doing that costume, but there was uh, there was something I was thinking about just now that I'm trying to think. Oh, right. So that was the stand-up performance. That's the one that people like always remember. But now rewatching it, I actually have a newfound respect for um, William Turner, like as a character, because really, well, just but but for an odd reason, because I think he does a very good job of being like his. He's supposed to be this uptight, straight-laced person who takes everything way he's, too seriously. He's very soy boy. If I, that's something I can say. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But he's very, in, like, he's very intense. Like, with the blacksmithing thing, he's, like... But as a character, think about this. He's devoted himself to that, to the fact that he makes better swords than his master. Right? Yeah, I like that. I like the blacksmithing angle. I and just then, think he's whiny. And then when he's he's wants to save like you know the girl, he commits himself to that one hundred percent to the point where he frees a criminal, steals a ship, and goes off and is willing to you know die. And then at the end, when he realizes he thinks that Jack has you know suffered an injustice, he again just goes a hundred percent on it. And I'm not saying that that's a good character trait. I'm saying that it's portrayed very consistently throughout the movie. 
Yeah, it's... I don't, I don't like him as a person. I think he's an uptight prick. But, as, like, if that's what they were going for, was to make him the penultimate uptight prick. I know penultimate <laughs> means second best. But penultimate uptight prick, then they... they Everyone knows they... that I am the ultimate pent up prick. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, but, um, I don't know, I just, I find him whiny, I felt like he was essentially a tool to push the narrative along. That's how I felt about him when I first saw the movie. I just, I feel like, I'm seeing him in a, like, I've, I've got a different perspective on him now. I feel like, he he's a little bit more than that. He, he is a plot device, don't get me wrong. Um, mm. but, he does have a character arc. Yeah. Also, I'm not a massive fan of how everyone in the series is essentially trying to get their leg over Elizabeth. <laughs> and Elizabeth is kind of letting most of them. Jack isn't, though. Like, for the moment... He is in later. Oh, he is in the... I, I, I haven't seen the later ones in a while. In the first movie, he isn't. Like, the only thing he wants is his ship, and he's willing to sacrifice anyone and everyone to get it. Yeah. And he, to be fair, she even uses her feminine wiles. I use... Yeah. Uh, double quotation marks uh, for the people who can't see uh, to exploit Jack. Yeah, she gets him drunk so she can like steal all the rum, set it on fire, and send up a smoke signal. Yeah, to, to get him <laughs> off his guard. I loved, I loved the um, bit of just again, it, it's the the bit of uh, non-verbal acting when she like sits down in the sand and says that smoke signal's a thousand. My, you know, feet high, you know, everyone's gonna see oh. it or stuff like that. And he's behind her and his his eyes just go wide and he pulls the, the pistol out and you can tell he's he's thinking about <laughs> it's like, it. Oh. It's like, and then the bit, like, just a little bit later when he's like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to live with her now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the boat's already coming. Uh, he's like, oh, it um. must have been awful for you, Jack. Well, it bloody is now! <laughs> and then right after that he sees the boat. There, there are a lot of really memorable scenes in that, that first movie. Yeah, just a lot of good single lines, and single lines are the best lines, really. Like, when Jack gets the front of the money heap after leaving the island, and Barbosa's like, what the fuck? So, I can't remember the line he used, but just the, the pure expression of how the fuck did he get off the island this time? <laughs> yeah, just, just, or, like, when he shows up in the cave for the first time, and, like, he's just wandering around with, with an oar, and then the pirates all, like, kind of pulls swords on him and he just turns around yeah. and wanders the other way and then there's yeah. more pirates there and he turns back and he's like uh, parsh parsnip parsley and yeah. guy's like uh, parley? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another running joke that goes through the whole thing yeah those two the duo yeah um, and they're equivalent on the navy side as mm. well yeah both both the navy and the pirates have their tweedledum and tweedledee mm. um I do. I I was always super grossed out by the whole eye thing though. When yeah, I was a kid. that's a bit much. It doesn't, especially with the fucking cutlery scene. That one didn't Ooh. bother me quite as much. It. it more like, the line that bothered me is when he goes like, "It does splinter something awful." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, move away from that topic already, because okay. Last anyway. thing, uh, I, last line, one liner that I I really loved that I I have okay. to I, I always remember is when Jack's leaving at the very end of the movie and mm. his line is you know he's talking to elizabeth oh. and, and he's like you know it never would have worked between us and then he's like and william nice hat 
And then he and he has the childish, most childish grin on his hat. Like, yeah, I have got a nice hat, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such uh, a yeah. It is. There's there's just a the lot classic. of classic. This is the day you almost. <laughs> and then he falls off the. Before he finishes his line. Oh, there there oh. were a lot of like self-referential things in the movie. Like that scene is mm. referring to the when Elizabeth fell over, and in the beginning where he's like, "This is the you almost caught Jack Sparrow." Yeah. And um, the nice hat thing is referring to the fact that, like, you know, the pirates, they're obsessed. They need the big hat. The hats are important. They are. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're, we've already gone yes. on uh, for a bit, but I just, I didn't want... This is a classic movie. Watch it. And Baby Driver's mm-hmm. good if you're looking for some just casual action. Yeah. It's a good Saturday night pizza movie. Yes. Good movie to sit down and watch with some friends. All right. So... That is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. We are going to have a quiz segment for segment three, so look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, you'll hear us again momentarily. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card segment. And this week, it is another quiz segment. Blue is quizzing me, which is why both of our lovely faces are up here on the screen. For those of you watching on YouTube, for those of you... In an audio format, um, blue is blurry for some reason. Why am I blurry, right? <laughs> what That's, did I'm you do like... to your camera? Man, is it... <laughs> we are already it... off to an absolutely brilliant start here. Oh, oh, is it adjusted? Yeah, it adjusted. I it's... Yep, I can see you now. Nice. Sorry, that's why I was going like this. Yeah, I figured as much because I was like, I was, is that just like my video quality or... It's just I'm naturally a blurry person. <laughs> a little bit opaque, as it were. Anyway, um... Didn't wasn't that a line from Eye of Argon? Didn't he describe the woman as opaque, which just means you can't see through it or something? No, he didn't use. Yeah, I I don't know. It sounds like something they would say. This isn't an Eye of Argon segment. This is a quiz segment. Blue, what is the theme of the quiz for this week? The theme of the quiz this week is history. But so okay, let me break it down. Last week or the week before, I think you were like. I quite like to do a history quiz. Mm. So I thought, hmm. I thought to myself, how can I make this as painful for Kaiser as possible while still being history? <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I thought that's a lot of effort and I don't want to completely rail him. So uh, there's a very weird mix of history. Both cultural history and then like war history and then... Straight up random shit history. Okay, uh, is the history shit yeah. or is sorry? All right, let's let's get started then. Okay, in there are no particular order for easiness or difficulty. Uh, we'll just uh, go through it and see how you do. Uh, I would like you to keep score because I have got enough shit on my plate. Yep, I've got my notebook here. I am writing down a scoreboard. Awesome, I have a stopwatch. Oh, excuse me. Okay, uh, I hope at home you get, uh, remember if you get more points than Kaiser, then you win. <laughs> but good luck on this one, because I think you'll be pretty good at it. Hopefully. Okay. Bum 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 bum. First question. When was dairy milk first sold? 
scary. Movie. I will give you ten years either side. I, are are we looking? Is it is this like a brand name? Or are you just talking about? You have a forty five seconds. Okay. Well, the answer is probably you know way back into the several thousands BC because I'm pretty sure they were selling milk in Babylon. Dairy milk, the brand. Okay, the brand. Okay, that's what I. Was... All right, so I'm gonna say eighteen forty. Eighteen forty. You're saying eighteen forty for when it was first sold. Yeah. I right, feel like it's an clock. old brand. So I believe the uh, person who, in Mr. Cadbury, I think he came up with it somewhere in um, in the the eighteen eighties. I think it was. Mm. Uh, the first dairy milk bar was sold in nineteen o five. It's a candy bar. Dairy milk. I've never heard of it. Is this a British brand? You've never heard of Dairy Milk? No. No way is this a British dairy, brand. Dairy, you say Dairy Milk, I'm thinking of like a gallon of milk that you get at the supermarket. It's... How do you not know what Cadbury's is? I know, I know what Cadbury's is, but they're, they're also they not... Are they not available in America? Cadbury's cream eggs, I don't... I think you can get those here, but they're not that common. Hang on. I, that, blah, this is... This is mind-blowing. Is Cadbury's... Um. Oh wait, cultural differences. It's a British multina multinational confectionery yeah. company. You can get like Cadbury cream eggs over here, but they're not as common as a lot of other brands. That Cadbury Cadbury is like the de facto. It's like the BBC of chocolate. Well, right? that's that's why when you said dairy milk, I'm thinking like, okay, milk from a cow. They've been selling that since like way thousands of years in the past. That's why the ten year thing threw me off too. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So because it's a British thing, then and obviously it, it was going to be tough anyway because you're not a sweet person. Mm. Um, I'll give you a half point for that. So I'll take all right. half half drink. Oh, whoops. Um. Okay, question two. I realize now the first part of this quiz, of this quiz is quite English-based. <laughs> but anyway. I know question a good amount two. about English history. How old is Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II? Do I get any margin for error on this one? Uh, two years on either side. I want to say she's 91, but I'm not sure. Do you want to submit that as your final answer? That is my final answer. I'm going to say 91. Are you sure? Yes. What is she, like 93 or something? Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is 95 years old. Oh, so close. So I knew she close. was in her 90s. I knew she was in her 90s. I just didn't know how old. She's ahead, yep. Bam. Uh, take a, a sip of your legitimate tea. <laughs> Your clear tea. That is really tasty. Mmm. Uh, I got some higher quality tea for this one. I see. It's delicious. Oh my here's, God. A, here's a fun one I think you'll enjoy. Yep. Are you ready? Okay, we're moving away from England now slightly. Over the sea in England land. Question three. Hmm. On the Wikipedia page, list of invasions of France... How many invasions has there been? Oh, I could give you just by, like, I know the, the British have done 37, 
but I will give no. I'm I... telling you now that's 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 not the answer. Okay, I, I, that's, uh, that's just the British. I will give you to the four on either side. Four on either side. All right. Uh, is it just since France was incorporated as France, or are we going back to when it was Lyon and Catalonia and like all these other things? I'm going to assume no. Okay, then so I'm it's only the recent. Only the re so probably so since it's been constituted as France, hmm. I'm going to say I don't know if I want to go high or low on this one because I had to specify that it was the Wikipedia page because obviously what constitutes as an invasion can be different from person to person. Yeah, uh, so just uh, within the time, I'm going to say, hey, fuck it, forty-two. 42. You're going with 42. I didn't even have a timer. Oh well. Uh, how many invasions has there been? 13 invasions. 13? Okay. I, w I went way too high. My low um, guess was going to be like 20 something, but even then I would have been off. Yeah, well, when you said, like, just the British have done it 36 times, I was like, oh, no, this that's, is going to be. <laughs> to be fair, that's the amount of times that um, the British and French have been at war. Which doesn't necessarily constitute an invasion. Sometimes France was invading Britain. Sometimes it was a naval conflict. But clearly, you need to update this Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And the other thing is, France has only been France for like two or three hundred years. Um, mm. Before that, they were split up into like you know Catalan and Lyon and like all and Burgundy and all these these other like mini kingdoms. Okay, next one. Mm -hmm. It's one from your home. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Alright, are you ready? Question four. Yep. How many individuals have been presidents of the United States? As a bonus point, how many presidencies have there been? Oh, this is going to be tricky, because there's been a few repeats. Um, let's see, what president are we on now? Do I get any margin for error on this? I think uh, Biden's two. what? I think Biden's the 45th president of the United States. My, my dad can recite all the presidents from memory and tell stuff like this, so he's going to be mad at me if I get this one wrong. Um, but I know <laughs> there's, seconds. there's been one guy that repeated. I'm going to say that there have been 43 presidents and that there okay. have been, well, 45. Uh, th th there's no margin for error on the uh, second part of the question. Yeah, on the second part of the question... Presidencies, it's how many people have repeated presidency. I'm going to say there have been 35 presidencies. All right, so I'm going to look. Wait, 35 presidencies? Yeah, for the bonus point, I said 35. For the first one, I said uh, 43. Okay. I think you got that the wrong way around. Um, oh, well... So, maybe... Uh, you said there have been 45 presidents, right? Yeah, I think Biden's... Is Biden the 45th? I, I don't... I don't know. I don't really... Wait, uh, uh, you, said, you said 43 presidents, right? I'm already forgetting it, because you said 43 and 45 at one point. Okay. What's your final answer? I'm going to give you a chance now. 43 or 45? I'm going to say 45. I think okay. there, there have been... I think he's the 45th president, so I think there have been 45 presidents. But President C's, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. What's the answer? How badly did I get this wrong? There have been 45 presidents. Okay, got that right. So bang on. 
bonus, there are 46 presidencies because Grover Cleveland was elected to two non-consecutive terms and as such is considered the 22nd and 24th president of the United States. Okay, I was getting that. So I was getting it mixed up. because I knew about him and that's why... When I said there were forty-five presidents, I sh- I lessened you said the number. One person, yeah, yeah, it was twice. Well, yeah, you should have increased it, not decreased. It. Yeah, I, I thought about it the wrong way, but hey, I, I got, yeah. I got, I got it exactly right. So you got, you got that one right. I so, missed, um, but I missed the bonus point. I'm drinking. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Oh, Some man. strong coffee. The score, <laughs> the score so far, by the way, is you have two and a half points. I have one and a half points. Okay, you're doing not too bad. Question five. How long ago did the dinosaurs go extinct? To the nearest three million years. Uh, 65 million years ago? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Fucking nailed it. Oh, bam! 65 million years ago. Bam! Whew! Alright. Also... You know, when you spill a little bit, the coast is just stuck to the bottom of your... Yes, yes, I do. That actually happened um, at work. I had, like, a a company-branded coffee mug, but I don't drink coffee, Mm. so I just use tea in it. But a little bit of the tea would always spill over the edge whenever I'm, you know, dunking the tea bag. And so it would stick to the coaster on my desk. And more than a few times, like, I just... But I, I'd pick it up, and the coast would be stuck there, and I just couldn't be bothered to, like, you know, knock it off. And so mm. I would just drink the cup with the coaster stuck to the bottom of it, and then put it down, and the coaster would stay on it the whole time. And I had it's a, always like a danger game, especially when you have, like, a heavier coaster, when you're, like, lifting it, and you're like... Yeah. I, I had a co-worker <laughs> that was at a desk right next to mine, and he saw me do it one time. He's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, he just busted uh, out laughing. Uh, anyway. Class. Uh, right, yes, the next question. When I find the sheet again. Uh, okay, question six. Mm. What was the first Disney movie? Oh, man. I thought you'd be straight on this one. No, I, I think I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure. I know it was one of the Specifically first. movie, not like yeah. first animation. No, I, I, know, I know what you mean, and I, I think I know what it is, but... And I'll give you a bonus point if you can get the uh, year it was released in as well. I want to say it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I want to say that it was in the 40s or 50s. I'm going to say 1948. And it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Did I get them both wrong? What was it? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Got that right. Okay. Fucking nailed that. 1937. Oh, wow. It was even earlier than I thought. But that was a bonus point, so... Cheers. Nice. Yeah. I knew... It, it was between that one and, like... There was one other movie that I know was released really early on in Disney's history, and I was struggling to figure out which one it was. <laughs> Next question. It's one that will be very bad for our YouTube channel. Oh boy! Oh, this is this is the one that you said that you don't know if you could ask. All right, come on, let's hear it. Uh, right. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you 
I'm going to give you a minute still. And you'll get a half point for each answer you give, alright? Mm-hmm. Name as many dictators as you can from the 20th century. Go. Uh, Hitler, Mussolini, yep. Stalin, yep. Mao, um, yep. Pinochenko. Um, yep. Uh, Wait, Pinochenko? Our, what's his name? Uh, it sounds like that. He was, he was a dictator in Chile. I can't remember his name. Um, I'm gonna need the correct name, either his first or last name. Whatever. Let's let's go somewhere else. Uh, okay. Bolsonaro? Does he count? No, probably. No, I think he's 21st century. Oh, crap. I got all the big ones. I got the easy ones, and now I'm just like losing it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a really there's a couple of really obvious ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the dictator of Spain, and I can't remember his name. Um, There's ones closer to your home that you could probably... Oh, uh, Fidel Castro. Time out. Did? I, I'm going to give you that, because it was literally on the second. Yeah. Uh, also, so, I could have said five? Kim Il-sun. I could have said... Yep. Um, actually... Shall I list off the list I have? Uh, yeah, go for it. So yeah, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, Mao. Yep. Uh, Kim Il Sung. Yep. Ferdinand Marcos. Mm-hmm. I don't Mugabe. know. Mugabe. Mugabe, that's one I could have done too. Who's Ferdinand Marcos? Idi Amin. Augusto Pinochet. Pinochet, that's that's what I was thinking of. Also, uh, do you have a uh, what's his name? Um, not Chiang Kai Shek. Um. You missed another big one as well, by the way. Yeah, Should I keep going through the list? Yeah, keep going through the list. Pol Pot. That's what I was thinking of, Pol Pot. Slobodan Milosevic. Don't know that one. Saddam Hussein. Oh, that's true, he was in the 90s, that's the 20th century, yeah. Uh, Castro. Yep. Francisco Franco. The Spain. That's the Spain one, I, I could not think of his name. Ho Chi Minh. Yep. Enver Pasha, Yaya Khan, mm-hmm. Hideki Tojo, Juan Perón. Oh, Juan Perón, Argentina. I wasn't thinking of that. Josip Broz, Tito. Don't know that one. And Ruhola Khomeini. It's funny, now that you're listing these people, you're listing them out, and like once I hear their names, I'm like, I can tell you where they were located, what country they were in and everything. It's just, I couldn't I think of I don't know, like, 70% of these people. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, there's, uh, yeah. You got Castro right at the end there. That was good. Alright, so I got five of them. And how many did I not got, get? Uh, I think it was like 20, was, I think. Was I there know. a minimal threshold that I had to get? Like a minimum percentage? Or did you say half a point per? I, there was like 20 or 21. I, I said half a point each. So, okay, so that's... I'm going to take a big old chug. Two. So I got two and a half points. Alright, cool. <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good there. I'm at six points. <laughs> what? The thing is, how how are you supposed to get any points out of that one? Because if, even if I answered zero, you wouldn't get any points. If, I, if you got zero, if you got less than one, you would have drunk. 
That's a good point. Well, that's true. You're never going to forget Stalin, Hitler, and Mussolini. I'm like, yeah, right there, there's there's one and a half points. Then it was all bonus yeah. things. Pinochet is actually fairly famous as a dictator because he... I've never um, heard of him. So, I want to say he was... I've heard of Ho Chi Minh, so because of the trail. Pinochet was one of the only dictators out there who um, peacefully gave up office. Like, he just, he got to a point, had an authoritarian regime, threw people out of helicopters as a favorite form of execution, and then um, mm. just decided one day, yeah, I'm going to retire. And he just picked somebody, and then they had a new government. And Damn. he lived out the rest of his life in peace on a villa. Like... Well, that's kind of depressing. Yeah, he, he was... But he's, he's unique in amongst dictators that he didn't have, like, some kind of painful end. Yeah. All and right. It, Go. What did I what call? What did I call him? I was like, uh, I called him like Piraway or something like that. I I couldn't think uh, of his name. It was yeah. It sounded authentic. I, like I saw it and I was like, oh, you got it right. And I was like, hang on, no, that's not right. Um, yeah, Augusto Pinocchio. <laughs> Augusto Pinocchio. Yes. Uh, question eight. Yes. Who was King Arthur's spouse? Oh, fuck, I will need to start the clock for this one. <laughs> was it Guinevere? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to say that's my final answer. And say it again. Guinevere? Alright, I'm stopping the clock. I will give you a half a point. Okay, wh what is it? Because it's Guinevere. Guinevere. Wait, is this some of those gay French pronunciation sort of things? Like... <laughs> King Arthur was English. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Guinevere. Okay, is there a Guinevere? Guinevere sounds French. All right, that sounds a lot more French than Guinevere. All right, all right, half a point. All right, you're up to three points now because you've um, gone. Are you winning? I think you're winning. I am. I've got double your score right now. Holy crap, man! That question seven really. Well, yeah. In, in terms of in terms that. of questions, we're very close, but um, mm. I, I did pull two and a half points off of that. Uh... Just realized I have hey. no. How do you represent two and a half with your hands? Like, do you? Yeah. There we go. Up. Two and a half. Yeah. Uh... Um. Cool. Question nine. Yep. Name two and in... oh, I love this one. Name two inventions slash discoveries by the Aztecs. Huh. I mean, they had calendars, but I that was sort of the Mayans. Um, they did, they also made... I'll give, give you a slight clue. It's not so much like, it, it's more items as opposed to ways of working okay. or anything. I mean, they, they made an artificial island. Um, that was something. That's yeah, not a discovery. Well, it's... Okay, um, they made, uh, biological weapons using, uh, bees. It's not my list. Um, oh god, okay. Quality of life items. Chocolate. They drank chocolate. Um, it was kind of like an elite thing. I don't Last know. answer, three seconds. I, I honestly, I, I'm not, I'm okay, kind of, they killed okay, a lot so. of people. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I think they were big into sacrifice, and maybe did they do cannibalism? I can't remember. I uh, I think they ritualistically ate the hearts of the people that they sacrificed, but I'm not sure yeah, that that might I might be thinking of something else. But they did they did sacrifice quite a staggering number of people. So the list that I came up with: chocolate. You're absolutely right. Okay, but you need two inventions. The rest of the list. Uh, they invented chewing gum. Okay. Guacamole. Makes sense. Kind of interesting. Uh, antispasmodic medication. Okay. Didn't know about that one. Which, when you said the biological warfare, I was kind of questioning whether it was kind of no. So what they use that? What they did was they um, would take these like killer hornets. And they would yeah, um, just straight up venom. They they would carefully um, place the hives on top of like traps, and so when their enemies would attack them, they would use those hive traps to essentially. Mm. It's like a flashbang grenade, but made of bees. <laughs> that can kill you. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, Chinampa. Which I looked up, and I think it's some kind of method of irrigating. Like, so they'd have, like, their crops with water all around them, and they'd have, like, these boats kind of things that would float between. It's oh, yeah. something to do with that. No, I know what you're talking about. I do know I do know what you're talking about now. I just didn't know what it was called. Um, uh, vanilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, tobacco smoking. Makes sense. And saunas. The saunas actually, uh, yeah, they had them, but they were also used by the Mississippian people, uh, the people, the river people that lived in North America before they got wiped out. Um, Honestly, I can't disagree with any of the things. I, all these things are great things. Mm. Chocolate, chewing gum, guacamole, medication, vanilla. If it wasn't for that pesky human sacrifice, they would have been great. <laughs> right? Uh, but they also God did, um, their, their capital city, Tenochtitlan, uh, was built mm. on a lake. It was an artificial island. And the only reason I know that Tenochtitlan is their capital is because of civilization. Thank you. <laughs> Sydney is. Video games. Teaching the world. Alright, so, half point on that one? Yep. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I poured enough. <laughs> Question 10. When were the United States formed? It's going to be another one that your dad's going to tell you off if you get wrong. <laughs> uh, well, we declared in independence in 1776, but that wasn't when we actually formed. They started off with the Articles of Confederation and then eventually moved on to the Constitution. God. Do I have any margin for error? I want to say it was 1781. That's your final answer? That's my final answer. You can decide right. whether or not to give me any sort of margin here. I am ahead, so I, you're perfectly within your rights to say I got it wrong. You did... Tell you what, if you can tell me... The month and the day of 1776, when the United States was formed in my answer... Wait... So 1776 was the answer, but there's also a specific date. If you can tell me that, I'll give you the full answer, correct? Well, I mean, I'm just going to... Because you did say 1776. 
I did. But then you went for something else. Well, yeah, because I didn't. I think I thought it was like a trick question because that's the Independence Day. Um, mm-hmm. was, well, that means July Fourth, but but that's that's when we celebrated. I don't know if that was the actual day. I'm if you s- type into the to Google when was the United? Hang on, let me just check before I actually put my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you type into Google, when were the United States formed? Mm. It gives you 1776 and a specific date. What was that date? I am going to, because I don't know, and I wouldn't know where to start. Okay. I am going to say July 4th, because that's when we celebrate it. Correct. Okay. Bam. I was overthinking that. I am taking a drink. I was really overthinking that. (laughs) Okay. On to question 11. Ironically, like, American history is probably one of my weakest history topics. Yeah, it's like, I put them in as, like, an easy thing for you, because then it's, like, local, but... Because I, I, most of my... Because I I grew up here, so I kind of feel like a lot of the history I just, you know, was going to learn in school anyway, so my outside reading was about, like, ancient history, antiquity, Mm. medieval Europe, um, medieval and ancient Asia... Like, places that I didn't grow up and I wanted to know about, like South America and stuff like that. So, ironically, specifics of American history are some of the toughest things for me. (laughs) Well, then you'll like this next question. Okay. Question 11. How did Genghis Khan supposedly die? Wasn't that like an STD? There are multiple ways that um, he's supposedly died. I just want you to give me um, one of them, basically. I might be thinking of something else. There are two essential answers that I, I would I would like to hear. I think... Oh, God, I really don't know a whole lot about his death. I knew how he rose to power. He killed his brother. But he... Um, how he died. Hmm. How the great fool. I think he he had some kind of a he had it was it was a disease. He didn't get murdered. Um It was either some kind of like he was like obese and he had something happen to him and died of like something like that, or it was an STD. Because he did bang a lot of people. Um <laughs> Like it, seriously, I think one third of the world's population is descended from Genghis Khan, like the modern population. Um yeah, I'll, I'll say it's an STD. Why not? Okay. My answer, which is what I'm going off of. Mm. The traditional narrative says he died in 1227 mm-hmm. from injuries sustained in a fall from a horse. Okay. But, but other sources list everything from malaria to an arrow wound in the knee. He used to be an adventurer like before, us, Kaiser. But he then did. he took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> I wonder if that's what that line is taken for. It probably isn't, but it's kind of hilarious to think it is. You know who I, I might be thinking of when I say he died from an STD? I think I might be thinking of... Um, uh, who's that gangster from the, the 20s? Scarface. The actual Scarface. Uh, Al Capone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Alright, you got he that was... one. He had a mental disorder. I think he, he did. Died he, well, in no, he he caught he caught he caught syphilis, and he never got it treated, even though there was plenty of readily available treatments for it at the time. And yeah, he just went nuts. Yeah, because syphilis eventually infects your brain and starts destroying 
the tissue up there, and that's what eventually mm. killed him. Anyway, you got that one. Yeah, I did. Uh, question 12? Question 12. Mm. Here's one that you'll like. Although I don't think you'll get the answer right. Question 12. When did the original Doom come out? 1991. I will give you... Wait, 1991 is way too... Late, isn't it? I'll give you two years on either side. You know what? I'm going to stay confident in my just gut answer. I'm going to say 1991. Can you give me a month? Oh, God. Are we getting that specific? November. Alright, I'm stopping the clock. Doom came out in 1993... Mm-hmm. December. Oh, my God. You were one month out. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't realize it was... That was That's good. That's why it was like, ooh, how mean am I going to be? And I realized I had the month, so I was like, I can specify. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's oh, fair. I, I, you were less than a month out. I knew Holy it, crap. I knew it was early 90s, but I, I wasn't mm. sure how early 90s. Take a drink. Alright. This may be one of the most delicious things that I've had for one of these quizzes. Yeah? Like, it's seriously tasty. It's like creamy Dang. and crisp, and it's got just all these nice flavors to it. Oh, man. <laughs> Three questions to go. I am ready. Question 13. Mm-hmm. Name five of history's top eight greatest rulers according to a random list that I found on the internet. God damn it! So I gotta listen to this jackass? Alright. Um, greatest rulers. Uh, how far back is, is, are they going, like, all throughout history? All throughout history. 45 right. seconds. Well, fuck. Let's go with, uh, some random well, let's go with Gilgamesh. Um, Wait. That's going way far back. Nope. Nope. Okay, that not going as far as back as uh, Babylon. I see. All right, uh, let's go with uh, Augustus Caesar, also Correct. known as Octavian. Um, there's uh, twenty seconds. Charlemagne. Yep. Um, crap! Did they put Churchill in there? Fifteen seconds. Nope. Okay. Uh, crap. Ten seconds. Come on, Genghis you Khan. Better than this. What? Genghis Khan? Yes. Two oh, more. Really? He's in there too. Three seconds. Fucked it. Uh, Nobunaga. I can't believe you only got three of them. Can I say... Wait, hold on. Is Nobunaga on the list? No. Ah, oh, crap. Well, you say greatest, and I'm trying to think, like... that's a, There's a lot to work with. <laughs> so, I'm pulling you from, like five of, of history's top eight greatest rulers, according to a random list I found. Who did First they... of all, Caesar... Caesar was not a great leader. He fucked up everything when he was actually in power. He started Next. a civil war, got half the Roman population killed, and then ended up wasting tons of fucking money. Augustus Caesar was his son, and he actually cleaned all the shit up. Caesar was not a great leader. It just says Caesar on here. It doesn't say which Caesar. Well, so Octavian Caesar, or also known as Emperor Augustus, was the, the other one. So He's still a Caesar. He is still a Caesar. I did, well, I, I said him. 
I did say. Yeah, you said Caesar. I accepted Caesar. Uh, Alexander the Great. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Although he was a shit administrator. He was good in combat, but he, he sucked at administration. To be fair, I don't think Genghis Khan is much of an administrator either. No, he, he did have a, a fairly large empire, but he also killed a huge swath of the population, and when he died, his empire fell to pieces. Same thing with Alexander. Joseph II. Of... I don't know, just said Joseph II. I don't even know who that is. Hang yeah, on, I check. Got... Yeah, Joseph II who? Oh, how... Peter the Great! Why didn't I think of him? Joseph II, Holy Roman Empire, uh, sole ruler of the Habsburg lands from November 1780 till his death. He was the eldest son of Empress Maria Theresa and her husband, Emperor yeah. Francis I. I don't Honestly, know I could have just you know named anyone from the... The Habsburgs pretty much ruled Europe for a good chunk of its history. The brother of Marie Antoinette. who That's the only name I know from my list. Yeah, I, I knew Marie... I know who Marie Antoinette... Antoinette is. Uh, yeah, Genghis Khan, like you said. Queen Elizabeth I. Okay, that's legit. Yeah, she was pretty good. Pretty badass. Charlemagne. Okay, got Nailed him. that one. Yeah, is Peter the Great on there? Of Russia? No. Really? He... Napoleon? Uh, arguable. Yeah, he was a lot of a military... He was, he was... Uh, again, I think a lot of the things on this list are military leaders. Yeah, if, if it was military leaders, I'd, I'd actually agree with Caesar if we were saying military leaders. Because Caesar was great in the field. He just blew and... once he actually got power. And the last one, to your absolute shame, Abraham Lincoln. Again, I mean, he he gets credit because he was, like, he won a war. And he yeah. he kept the the country together when it was going to split in half. So I didn't limit the number of leaders you were suggesting. <laughs> you could have just gone through every leader you do. I could have, and I think my mistake was I was trying to use my own definition of a great. Because when I say a great leader, I think of somebody who was good militarily and also good as an mm. administrator and also famous. Those were the three things I was trying to pick from. And I would say you get half a point, but I've been very generous with the points. You up have been now, very so you generous. Don't get any points? Yes. Yeah, so you get that one. You're catching up uh, to me, actually. Well, there's one question left, so I don't know if I can. No, you can't. Uh, you need two points to win. There we go. Uh, okay, the final question. Mm. I'm just going to have to follow this link so I know exactly uh, the answer myself. Okay. How many days have there been since the year of our Lord, 0 AD? Really? The I will give you to the nearest... The 15th question is a fucking math question. I will give you to the nearest... 50,000th day. Alright. <laughs> to give you some level of perspective. <laughs> Alright, hold on. 730... Times... What's 730 coming from? Just give me a second. Okay. 700 and... I'm not even going to time this one. Seven hundred and thirty-seven thousand three hundred days.
That's fucking incredible. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you worked that out. <laughs> I'm an the engineer. Answer, I can do math in my head. The answer is 738,304. I was... Okay, so I was off by a little over a thousand. You're off by 8,004. I said 737,300. Oh, I thought you said 730,000. No, 737,300. Okay. Then 1,004 days. That close. Holy fuck. I did not expect you to get that right. Um, cheers. Good job. Hey, I'll drink with you in the last one, too. That was that was actually a really good quiz. I, I had a lot of fun with it. And it was more even than... So I thought you were going to... I mean, granted, question seven, the uh, dictator question, you. The, the dic- I, I was a bit too generous on that one, but there were other ones that were the, the quite dic- tough. Yeah, the dictator question is what put me ahead in points. I think you actually won in mm. terms of questions. So the final right. score was you had six and a half points, and I had nine and a half points. Oh, no, sorry, I just had nine points, yeah, yeah. not nine and a half. I think that was the first time we've ever got it where... Um, the quizzed are the one who uh, gets more answers right. Yeah, yeah. Normally, the the quizzee tends to come out on top. Mm. Well, well the there quizzer. we go. I'm glad you liked the questions. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and hopefully, everyone at home enjoyed that. I know it was more historical based. Maybe not everyone enjoys history as much as I do, but I had a lot of fun with that. Um. Mm. Yeah, any uh, any final thoughts before we close out? We actually didn't go too long on this one, despite going over on the first view. I would be quite interested to know whether your parents did better than you. My dad definitely did better on me uh, than me on the uh, American history ones, especially the presidential yeah. one. I guarantee you he probably got that one. And I really thought Dairy Milk was like a worldwide thing, it, because it's like so big here. Yeah, it's not well known at all in the U.S. Like, if you're talking like candy companies in the U.S., you're really talking about like... You know, Nestle or Hershey's. Or like Galaxy, for example. You've got Galaxy, right? Probably. I've never heard of them. Maybe not. There's a lot They, like, own all the chocolate over here. (laughs) There's a lot of candies that I've heard, like, watching British and European TV that I've Mm. never heard of before. Oh, have I gone fuzzy again? You have gone fuzzy again. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with your camera, dude. Now you're just fuzzy and close. <laughs> Get out of my I mean, face. Yeah, but it's it's like it's so it adjusts. But it's it's not one junior. Oh my god. Alright, hopefully everyone enjoyed this. Um this is gonna be the end of episode forty four of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again next week. Have a sweet week.